Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we have reached the midpoint of the final season of Rescue Bots. This is our mid-season two-parter. Oh, man. And that also helps set up a uh, a spin-off slash sequel series. Ooh. So this is our midwinter episode. They're already they're making their plans. Uh, yes, although sadly nobody's getting bread. Aww, oh. the bread. And yeah, this is the more things change. Dot dot dot. <gasps> uh, dot dot dot. First air July second. Yeah, going in this, I I didn't realize this was a two parter. <laughs> oh, I mean it doesn't really feel like a two parter. Sort of it just. No, the it way it's like a two-parter because it ends without the plot ending. Yeah. Anyway, as you're saying. Uh, so yeah, this uh, first aired July 2nd, 2016, written by Zach Atkinson, frequent Rescue Bots, Robots in Disguise, and Cyberverse writer. Uh, last seen around these parts, writing back to virtual reality. Okay. Uh, the episode in which we went into VR to fight the uh, Morocco virus. <gasps> hmm. And uh, so we open, and it is moving day for the bots. Blades wants to have a party. Thinks yes. it's very important that they have a party when they get there. Yes, because they are moving party. to the Rescue Bot Training Center. <sighs> Heatwave does not feel that this should be a party, and Blades says that Heatwave is something that rhymes with Smarty Scooper. <laughs> and I like that he's moving his punching log. Yes. It's important. He's got to have that. <laughs> yes. And apparently Boulder is moving... Uh, Leafy, Leafy Jr. Jr. Oh, no, Leafy 2, yes. Because, of course, you recall, he, he moved the original Leafy into a park because he was outgrowing his pot. Yes. Hmm. Gotta have his and plant. So I have a question. Where do we... It says the mainland, so I assume this was mainland Maine, but there's also a palm tree there. Huh, I, I didn't notice the palm but tree. They're, they're mechanical palm trees, so... Well, yes, but if they're there for disguise, that'd be a pretty crummy disguise if they're in Maine. Ah, so, uh, so uh, Judd, what do you think of those uh, palm trees over there? I uh, don't see many of those around here, I reckon. I thought it was just ridiculous decoration. I don't know. I, you, you do bring up a point that I didn't think. It's like, yeah, maybe that's not Maine, but then... They're calling it the mainland, but then why would it be like fucking Florida or whatever? Yeah, I... I mean, that is the mainland, I guess. Or Hawaii. Well, the Hawaii definitely wouldn't be the mainland. Well, the big island. That, no, that <laughs> no, doesn't count as the mainland. You're right. We're talking, we're talking the, 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 the contiguous 48 here. I guess when we, either next episode or when we get to Rescue Bots Academy, we'll figure out where it's supposed to be. Maybe. I mean, geography doesn't really matter because they have a, a ground bridge that's linking them. Yes. But it, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I just assumed it was Maine so, with the mechanical palm trees. So did I, but the palm tree, no, it's a, don't, uh, don't have the likes of those around here, I, I reckon. Hmm. Yeah, maybe they're springing up from that uh, pet cemetery, <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps uh, perhaps from that uh, that Jordy Verrill's farm. <laughs> I reckon once heard a meteor landed there. 
Nice. No, nobody else. It's a, it's a it's a Stephen King segment of Creep Show. Yeah, which the, the one where he humankind pays. is subjected to much more Stephen King acting than they were ever meant to. <laughs> I I think that's probably his best acting he's done in anything. So much Stephen King. So much. It's very no. I'm pretty such a ridiculous I'm, I'm cartoonish character, but I'm going to say the best Stephen King acting is uh, when he gets. Uh, gets into an altercation with that soda machine in Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Honey, the soda machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. I think maybe it also hits him with a can of Coke. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, there, there is indeed a, a base warming party going on. Kate hopes there'll be mm. snacks. He does. He really uh, wants those snacks. Doc Green is there with the wee baby Cece, but not his wife or daughter, because maybe they went back to Oslo. I don't know. Still having their their ladies' trip to the desalination except, conference. Except Frankie was back last week. Oh, maybe yeah, they're so off trip. at another, oh. like, I don't know, oh. science conference. Yeah, oh, no, this time they're at a geothermal energy conference in Helsinki. Totally different. Yes. Mm. And uh, at our pre uh, credits peril here is that Cece almost like dumps a punch of stuff on herself, but then Heatwave catches it. Yeah, she almost gets crushed by like a microwave or something. Well, no, yes. Dot Green is bringing a big stack of security equipment because they need to right, set up biometric. Got to scan everybody biometrically. Yes, they've got to set it's up. It's going to become important. Biometric scans, so I guess implicitly Mech doesn't try to infiltrate the rescue bots facility, which would be <laughs> extremely upsetting and horrifying and not okay. Uh, but yes, Dot Green comes in with his biometric scanners and says, what's a party without a full body scan? And Cody is like, a normal party? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yes, I, I assume... Who doesn't like the, the... I assume that they have to set up these scanners to keep Mech out. Which is important. Yes. Well, if any one of Mech is left, like everyone we knew in Mech is dead at this point... This is pretty far along. Yeah, we're now in the Robots in Disguise timeline. Yeah! Yeah. As we're going to see in a couple of episodes. They don't really... I mean, the worst they've got is, like, the the guy in the tinfoil hat with the camper. So I guess it is important to keep oh. him out. <laughs> yeah. That guy's great. I want to be him someday. I just need a camper. Hmm. So Cody is able to get Cece to stay to stay put for her scan as well, because you, you don't want to uh, be infiltrated by a baby. Nope. Mm. Yes, only and, one baby is allowed in. And then All they're greeted. All babies are rejected. And we're greeted by uh, by the hologram of Elma Hendrickson, who, as you recall, we met back in uh, back in the 30s. Yeah. When they went back in time, the, and she worked with Dr. Morocco. Just the, the, yeah. Doing time travel. 
And then presumably that is maybe why Professor Baranova isn't here, because she has the same voice actor as uh, the the hologram here, uh, Kath Susie. Which, huh, I guess that's why. I mean, it might be. Well, it's be the same reason that, uh, like, Terrorosaur isn't really in um, that Starscream episode of Beast Wars. Because <laughs> you'll notice. It's a little too close. Because Doug Parker's Starscream was about Terrorosaur cranked up to 150%. <laughs> Does he? Do they not both have lines in that episode? Uh, Pterosaur oh. has like one line, but he's barely in it. Well, well, it's still more than this. Although, yeah, because Frankie and Cece haven't had speaking lines in the same episode. I don't think. No, they no, 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 not no, no, no. It's it's Baranova and the hologram here who have the same voice actor. Well, no, I. I but I was thinking also about Frankie and Cece. Cece's also right. The same voice actor, or am I wrong? Oh, oh yeah, Cece is also Kath Susie, but she's just doing, like, baby noises. Yeah. Oh, is Kath... Oh. I thought... Okay, never mind. And, of course, Kath Susie, a uh, a baby expert. Isn't she one of the Rugrats? I believe so, yeah. Oh, no, she's two oh. of the Rugrats. She's those twins. Oh, oh the twins. that's right. Yeah, she, she does, like, little kid voices a lot. Yes. And, of course, previous uh, Patreon episode, uh, she was Kitty Pride on Pride of the X-Men. Yes. Hmm. She still shows up in a lot of stuff. She has been in the oh, business she's in for quite some time. Well, in fact, isn't there new Rugrats of some sort coming yeah, out? Yeah, I think there's a CG uh, one, or there was a CG one. Appar- yeah, apparently she was also on that. Because there's, like, the one mom who was sort of implicitly a lesbian, and now she's, like, explicitly a lesbian. <laughs> but I thought they were all grown up. I think they're no, back to being babies. they're back uh, to being babies. It's like, it's, like, it's like a reboot. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I always found that show irritating, to be honest. Yeah. Kinda, I mean, I watched some of it, but yeah, I just uh, never really got into it. Because babies, so you yes. don't give a fuck. It must have been on before or after something else that I did watch. Anyway, so I remember she, I caught some episodes. But I don't know. Yeah, so so despite this scan, this thing is still not picking up CC. It's got some sort of anti-baby software in it. That's fair. I would program things like that. I'd just be like, no, so the we're document. not giving <laughs> authorization to this facility to any babies. <sighs> no. <laughs> And then we also check in with our uh, with our off island rescue bots. Here we got Quick Shadow, who is I guess kind of in charge here, and she is uh, slowly being driven insane by Salvage and Blur. <laughs> yes, I mean, Salvage is a good boy, but I can definitely see that if you are someone who is very inclined towards things being orderly, that uh, he could he could get on your nerves. Uh, I mean, he's definitely just filling this base with with random garbage. In yes. fact, he goes to Griffin Rock later in this episode, just pick up some things at the scrapyard <laughs> that he might need. Much like Denny Clay, By I find him garbage. extremely relatable. Do you know how many CRT TVs I have? <laughs> One of my coworkers asked me if I had a normal TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, I have a 4K TV. You know, there was a time when these were normal TVs, son. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like 
my I had my phone out and it's just like an iPhone 14. But I had Discord open with the keyboard up and he like didn't recognize the keyboard or something and he asked me if it was a Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, I like I like salvage. Salvage is definitely very relatable, but yeah, she's not having it, and Blur is just a pain in the ass. He just is. Blur <laughs> is Blur. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What she means is he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so we get Blur rocking and out. And indeed, yeah, he's rocking out on Soundwave. Yeah, yeah very Soundwave-looking thing. Well, I guess this is yeah. how you have an auto bop in your bass. You need a sound wave. Oh man, I, I bet somebody just like found that outside, like a guy in a hard hat, <laughs> and then just carried it in. What well, salvage found it, of course. <gasps> he did, and he wouldn't know any better. And he'd just be like, "Hey, look at this old audio recording device. I'm well, adding it to the collection." Don't we spoilers get one of the recordicons in the sequel series? Maybe that's how he gets here. Yes. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> Look, uh, that that AOL watch was five dollars at the flea market. Can't <laughs> blame me for getting it. <laughs> this is why I live alone. And then Cade is eating a gigantic bowl of popcorn with bacon bits. Yes. Which, uh, that actually does sound pretty good. It does sound good. Kind of, yeah, but the problem is, like, the bacon bits are all going to sink to the bottom. Well, that's why you got to use a lot of butter. Yes. And they'll, they'll adhere. But yes. The, oh, I don't want butter all over my hands. Actually, maybe just, like, mix the butter with bacon grease. Oh. oh so oh. good. <laughs> Kate is here for it. Kate is very excited. Yes, and of course everything in this is giant size because it was made for uh, for the bots, which is which I appreciate them acknowledging. Yes. Oh, and and Cade brings up the five minute rule. Yes, Cade. Yes, knocks- the five minute rule. Cade spills a bunch of popcorn on the ground, and a little robot comes to clean it all up. And Cade protests because of the five minute rule, which is not okay. I I do like the design of the robot. It's like. It's like a cross between a Roomba and a Gonk. All of Cade's siblings are appropriately distressed by <laughs> the five-minute five rule, minute yes. Rule. Listen, Cade has diseases that are not yet known to science. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting new Cybertronian diseases from here. And then, however, this, this vacuum Gonk is then chased away by Servo, the dog bot. Yes. Also, I like that when so, uh, uh, when they turn off Blur's loud music he's listening to. He's like, hey, that's my earth noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just intentionally... It's his earth noise. He needed that. Earth noise is almost a Transformer's name. <laughs> like he misunderstood rock and roll. It's like, I'm earth noise. And so close, buddy. So close. Almost there. Uh, so the so the chief and Chase are not there yet. They uh, they have once more been held up by Jerry's uh, buffoonery. Yes. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Jerry. I Again, think it's the same stretch yep. of road. Again, reminding me of the Amazon driver who backed into a tree at my parents' place and wrecked up his van pretty bad. <laughs> Good job. 
He has uh, he has a flat like, tire. I guess it was easier to crash the second time because it's the same stretcher. Well, yes, first he gets a flat tire before it crashes because Jerry forgets to put on the parking brake. Uh, but uh, and Chase is wondering: uh. is this a flat tire or is it a conspiracy? <gasps> Chase, settle down. Calm down, Chase. Bring it down just a little. But yeah, they they fix the tire. They put the car. It, it starts to roll away because the emergency brake isn't on and rolls it. I swear it's the same stretch of road that it crashed off last week with the mooses. They only have so many stretches of road in Griffin Rock. Yeah, yeah. Man, they're what's the one he always drives up the hill, up the mountain? They are always replacing that guardrail. Hmm. With all that infrastructure money, they don't have. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where it really went. Uh, so, so whilst uh, whilst that is going on, they uh, they the rest of the guests are introduced to the the rescue arena. It's a danger uh, you room. See, it's got a <laughs> it's got a simulation generator. It's a you might call it a, a room of danger. <laughs> yes. Or as Cade calls it, wow, an empty room. Yes, he is unimpressed. <laughs> what is a big empty room until you turn on the danger room parts of it and starts trying to murder people? Maybe someday yes. its AI will become independent and start trying to kill them all and be a sexy robot lady. <laughs> I mean, on this show, yeah, that Maybe. would make perfect sense. Except the sexy robot lady part. I mean, it probably would be like, sexy. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, it wouldn't this- be that sexy. On this show, it would be just a cute robot lady. It wouldn't yes. sexualize a robot in this show. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not really getting any sexier than Quick Shadow here, and who is. We're really just depending on the, the sultry British tones of uh, Alex <laughs> Kingston here. Yeah. Yes. So, so they yeah, put you know, it's got like a weather spaces. machine, so you can. Yeah, you can make like, uh, like a, a burning building and so forth. Yes. Also, you can have snow. I want snow. I want a yes. snow simulation. Let's play in the snow. Except they turned it up too far, and Cody just gets blown into this big hole in the thing. And so Quick Shadow has to save him with, like, grappling hooks. Well, it's Blur that turns it up too high. Yes. Yes. And then Blur gets fussed at. He's like, why am I always in trouble? It's like, because you're always a problem, Blur. Stop being a problem. Because you're the one that... That almost blew Cody into the giant hole in the center of the room, which leads to an underground lake. Yeah. So, uh, so the chief and Chase uh, they get there, and Danny's about to have to leave because she is still also moonlighting. In addition to her uh, cut to the job as a traffic reporter she had last episode, <laughs> she is also moonlighting as a test pilot. I have hmm. questions. I have so many questions. Yeah. About, about being a part-time Hal Jordan. About like, was she, was she like enlisted at some point, or did she start as like a civilian pilot testing things for Dot I Green, and be... then like Agent Fowler hooked her up? Like later when we see her towards the end of the episode, she's at a military facility. <laughs> I guess I don't, maybe you don't have to be in the military to be a military test pilot, though, because I'm they're being sure built by do. like. McDonald Douglas or whatever? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you have to actually be, like, technically enlisted. Or have been enlisted at As one someone point. who absolutely looked into how to become an astronaut when I was younger, 
Mm. Part of that involves having to have to go to the military. Because, like, only the military... Like, I don't know what kind of requirements you have to have to pilot, like, the SpaceX nonsense. But generally, the way you get any kind of authorization or qualifications to pilot that sort of thing involves actually military duty. Hmm. I have a lot of questions. I mean, I guess, you know, Denny is a helicopter pilot. Is it possible she's in, like, the main National Guard or something? Yeah, That's she could be Coast Guard possible. or something. Yeah, she could be, you know, in some less... And, and like I said, maybe she is sufficiently qualified that Agent Fowler hooked her up with some stuff. Hmm. So she counts as being, Entirely like, possible. on loan from the main National Guard or something. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm very curious about what her, like, how how that all came about. <laughs> I assume how it all came about is the writers did not think that hard about it because they did not expect their seven-year-old audience to think that hard about it. But I'm thinking about it. <laughs> we have to. Who else will? I hope they scheduled that airspace properly. But before she leaves, it's time to show off our shiny new toy, which... Is somehow not a product that Hasbro made? Yeah, this no? episode has oh. really like to I assumed with toys. all the like we're spending so much time on this. I thought, yeah, I thought this is definitely like like a playset. Yeah, it is yeah. apparently not. This whole thing has extreme to sell toys vibes. So Wait, that's yeah, weird. It, it has extreme Japanese anime to sell toys vibes of the way it transforms yes. overly. Tra- or then again, I guess like transforming bases and like. Mazinger or Raijino or stuff, they don't sell those. They just overly animate like a school transforming into a rocket base for no reason, because they could. Yeah, that's definitely what I... Although I was thinking of a different one than the one you linked. Mm-hmm. I think I was thinking of... Uh, I think was it Gosorer? Yeah, that might do it, too. That's in the same, like, uh, oh, Eldoran continuity family. That's also like a yeah. school that transforms into, like, a robot base. Yeah. Yeah, the the Eldoran series, which I think Gorsor is also in. Just a, just a regular thing for a public school in Japan. The one or, with the school is was definitely the, too, the one with the school was definitely on a VHS tape that like Doug Glenn brought down at BotCon around the same time that I had my bootleg Headmasters episodes with me. Yeah, but like, it anyway, just so this transforms from like, like oh. how is this not a playset in some form? I know because it, it it goes from like regular building to like super Transformers futuristic building. I mean, it, admittedly, it's like too many steps for an actual playset, but well, yes, like things flip out, like the the helicopter landing pad unfolds in a toyetic way. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly like a nest facility of some sort. Yeah. But uh, good news, you can't see it because it's surrounded by a bunch of palm trees that are actually hologram projectors. Yeah. So that's convenient. Yeah, perfectly normal. So that way they don't just have to, like, transform it back every time somebody drives by. Mm. Which would be annoying. Yes. So uh, Chase and Chief, they have to go back to Griffin Rock because a traffic light is broken and Salvage Blades is just going to go with them. As Chief says, all emergencies are important to the people they're happening to. <laughs> so that's very good advice, Chief. Thank you. Yes. But Bla- the Blur, he has a surprise for everybody who's left. A slot car track. 
and a shrink ray. Yes, yeah, so- because he doesn't actually have any slot cars. No, there's no actual slots on the track. So it's not actually slot yes. cars. It's just a model racetrack. And a shrink ray? I guess we can't call it a Hot Wheels track, because uh, that's, uh, that's competition. Yeah. Well, okay, they couldn't call it that, but like Hasbro clearly had some racetrack things at some point they could have used as a throwaway name. I'm not sure. Do, do they, who owns Matchbox? Is that also Mattel? Uh, um, I don't know. I feel like that remember. might... Was that Tonka? Maybe that was Tonka. Hmm. Oh, what what line was... Oh, the, the live-action toys, there were some, like, Hot Wheels-sized things. What are they? No, the internet tells me that Matchbox is also Mattel. Oh, huh. boy, they've really cornered the market. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, I guess, I don't know, they could, uh, they could do Dinky. I don't know who owns Dinky. Dinky. <laughs> no, that really was like a notable uh, model car maker. Huh. Oh, I guess they were just called RPM mini vehicles when they did the movie line little things. Huh. Oh. Oh. I could have sworn that was from some subline Hasbro I did, but I guess they never did. Like little, those size cars until then. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, so he sh- he gets shrunk down with uh, with quick shadow mm. because uh, Heatwave is absolutely refusing to do it because the last time they raced, uh, Blur cheated. Yep, he is <laughs> not having it. He is not dealing with Blur. He has had enough nope. of Blur's bullshit. So, so back on the island, Graham and Boulder, they finally got uh, CC scan to go through. So Heatwave and Cody, they're going to go through the ground they had bridge. To change the file extension, which okay. Yeah. Oh, we should put this under dot baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> were they trying to? Was she an API? Were the? Or she's a web M or something? <laughs> it's a, a doc X, and she should just be a, a doc. Hmm. So unfortunately, um. The ground bridge is not working. They just try and grow through it, and they go back. And so Salvage tries it to his end, and I don't know. If I have, like, some sort of transporter device and it's not working, the way I'm going to test it is not go through it. Yeah. Like, not, not like I'm going to send a box or a card yeah. or something. Has nobody seen Star Trek, the motion picture? Yeah, yeah Don't send anything sentient through the warp hole. So I am convinced that CeCe's biometric data is somehow a virus. <laughs> like not even what came through didn't live long <laughs> just maybe the system isn't properly calibrated to account for babies so it wouldn't accept it in the first place and then they tried to force it through and it's still like no absolutely not not any at all absolutely no that's my hmm. theory so uh, so yeah they're uh so so it, it's just not working, and uh, so when, once Quick Shadow has won this race, uh, they're not getting unshrunk. Oh, no. No, they are stuck. Tiny forever. They're micro-machines. They're the, the power uh, in your hand. Or whatever that tagline was. And the uh, those security holograms, they're also not starting, starting to not work. Mm-hmm. They go all glitchy. As... Uh, 
as it appears that Elma Hendrickson, who has been given the intelligence of such geniuses as real-life computer programmer uh, Ava Lovelace. That was Ada Lovelace? Ada Lovelace. Yes. Uh, Lovelace. And, of course, a noted action master mainframe. Yes. <laughs> Cybertronian yeah. innovation of mainframe. Confirmed Prime Universe, aligned universe mainframe. Uh, she she seems to have got full Hal on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what other scientists and geniuses did you stuff in there? Is, is this another Dr. Morocco situation? I mean, Dr. Oh. Morocco... Well, she did used to work with him. ...is AI hmm. now. I yes. think I think the baby's biometric data just happens to <laughs> generate some code. It, it's, <laughs> it's like that little <laughs> little Bobby drop tables joke. <laughs> it's just her something the about baby it. Baby just has evil DNA. Just something about the way that her biometrics is parsed just happens to screw up the program. Hmm. I don't know if anyone writing this episode like is computer enough to for that to actually be the case, but you notice didn't start acting up until they forced her biometric data to be accepted. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll find out next week. Well, especially since they are now locked in, this thing is locked into very ostentatious robot mode. And uh, Danny just called in to say that her test flight is going to go right over the center. She's like, hey, I can wave to you guys. And they're like, oh, uh, no. Yeah, oh, and no. like I said, when she calls in, she is clearly at a military facility. So I genuinely have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that is the end of the episode. It's a, it's a to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Well, which it, it doesn't actually say to be continued. No. But it is. I'm going to go so, yeah, look this... up special use airspaces in Maine. <laughs> so, yeah, they, not a whole lot. There's not a ton going on in this episode. Not it, it's you know, little gags and setup. It, it very much feels like a laid back episode until the very end like when, oh, said, some yeah, weird things are happening. There's not a lot of conflict for a while, except maybe the. Yeah emotional conflict of you know them moving to this new facility and yeah. maybe not wanting to maybe others not wanting them to and but apart from that it it's really there's not a real conflict until the end so it it and it really does sell like it wants it really feels like it wants to sell this command center yeah it, it's like selling the command center it's like sort of building to like an emotional growth point for like Cody that eventually the bots are going to move on and we'll separate or something but it's just kind of a thin episode yeah it does feel like they kind of had to stretch to make this a two-parter yeah yeah. but it, it, in that it feels like it should end on a bigger moment of peril I guess if it's going to be a two-parter it's somewhat perilous least- it's moderately perilous in that they're stuck in a facility and, like, something's going to fly over. Oh, no. Our base is going to be spotted in... Their cover is going to be blown. Yeah. All right. So that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Uh, no, it doesn't. I haven't picked a new series yet. I'm, I'm indecisive. <laughs> oh, okay, then. Okay, that, bring, 
Stay tuned next week for more David's yes. Tokusatsu Corner. I can tell ne- you by next week, I should have figured out what I'm. I can tell you all next. about these books I was reading. No, you don't need to tell me, <laughs> but I I might have to send one to David as a gift. Huh? Read it. You'll need to read it. Okay. Anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this is a surprise to me. All right, and that. So then that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots with the second exciting part of our two-parter. Until then, you can find us all over the internet on Twitter, on Facebook, on Mastodon, and on Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconaunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconaunderground. Uh, for February, we are going to be watching some ladies get punchy with the Marvels. Uh, we we have not actually recorded it yet, so I can't hint about what, what we might uh, end up saying, but uh, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to say about the end credits. Uh, and yeah, it, it's a fun movie. Uh, I think, David, you haven't seen it yet. Nope, still haven't watched any. I don't, don't know anything other than vague trailers, which I've mostly forgotten. So oh, there, there is a flirt. It's in, not on Disney movie. Plus until the seventh. What? So. It's not Disney Plus until the seventh of February, so it's not there yet. Oh, okay. it, it is now for you, people listening to this. Yeah. Yes. But for us in the distant past, it is not here hmm. in in the distant past where we still don't know if uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend won the Super Bowl or not. That's correct. Oh. Great mysteries. The great mysteries that lie ahead in the future. I don't actually care. <laughs> I'm too cool for that. I would also accept someone from the NFL dating Bonavere. That would also make me <laughs> interested. But, <laughs> but, but yes, if you want to go back to our January episode, though. Uh, that was a lot of fun, uh, with David tormenting us with the knowledge of the existence of Buggy the Clown. So, <laughs> we, we have yeah, now clown had to experience the, the cruel truth of a world that has produced Buggy the Clown, uh, with the yes. live action One Piece series. Uh, we have done lots of fun episodes in the past. Uh, I am. I'm still pushing for April's episode in honor of uh, the the uh, well-known 420 holiday. Uh, I'm. I think we should watch Cartoon All Stars to the rescue. And, yeah, it's probably <laughs> out there, easy to get. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was actually released on VHS, so there are VHS ah, rips. Many scans. Yeah, yeah, there are VHS rips on YouTube, so it's not too hard to get a hold of. Uh, yeah, it didn't, I guess, use uh, extensive pop music that they had to cut out later, which was mm. apparently also a problem with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which I have learned recently. Oh. Oh. Uh, there are some uh, people who have episodes where they've just put the pop music back in. Mm. But, uh, but yes, maybe that's something we can watch some other time, except probably not. Uh but yeah, Patreon episodes are lots of fun. We do lots of little fun one-off things uh, that is as little as a dollar a month because uh, we don't have a lot of expenses, but it's nice to get a lunch every now and then. Uh, but and keep the lights on on the website. Yes, 
and that is patreon.com slash Iacon Underground. All right, so that is it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with The More Things Stay the Same, as you might expect. Uh, so to find out how things stay the same, uh, join us next week, because until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Okay. Here we go. Wait, I gotta get a coffee.